Welcome to The Wonder, exploring perspectives, rituals, and observances of modern naturalistic, earth-revering, pagan religious paths. Here are your hosts, Yucca and Mark. Welcome back to The Wonder, science-based paganism. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Yucca. And today we are going to talk about children's activities for springtime. In most places by now, spring has sprung, and there are green shoots and leafing trees leafing out and flowers and the sweet smell in the air. And uh, the weather has become, if not mild, then milder. And it's it's just a time for celebrating spring. And uh, and we often associate childhood with spring. Right. And I want to say that before we get going, we're going to be talking about kids, but a lot of these activities can be for kids of all ages, right? Just because we're going to be thinking about children doesn't mean you can't be your 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever age you are, right? So right. if you've got kiddos in your life, that's awesome. And if you just want to feel a little bit young at heart, then that's great too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really important point, I think, because I mean, at least as I celebrate the wheel of the year, when there's a focus on children around the time of the spring equinox, and then going into young adulthood around May Day, it's it's not only to celebrate those members of the community that are at those stages in their life, it's also to celebrate those qualities in ourselves, right? Right. We, you know, we all still have a kid inside us and that playfulness and punishment of discovery and kind of wonder and awe that, that comes in a childlike view of the world are great things for all of us. Yeah. So this time of year, we've got the new life or the waking up of life happening, the popping back in. A lot of our holidays have to do with this re-emergence of life and newness of things. Is there anything else that, that really speaks kid to you about this time of year? The bright colors, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the colors of flowers, the, the mating plumage of birds, the, the fruit trees leafing out and flowering. And we associate bright colors with this, both with childhood you know, those kind of primary colors that are used in a lot of children's toys and so forth. But also with this time of year with brightly colored eggs and jelly beans and things like that mm-hmm. as well. So that's something else that I associate with this time of year is just really super colorful, bright color palette. Right. Yeah, I see that too. And for us also the getting back outdoors in our climate this really is when we can be spending lots of time outdoors again i mean we we do anyways but it's far more pleasant to do it when it's not literally freezing right when you can Mm -hmm. go out and (laughs) oh you don't have to have the shoes on and you can not worry about bundling up every you can just go out right you don't have to Mm -hmm. make it this whole ordeal to get them all wrapped up and to get you and the, you know, you can just go. There's just, there's a, there's a freedom. There's a, just sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? 
like a well, there's there's an exuberance that goes with that right i mean you, you yeah, feel that soft air on your skin yeah you know that wonderful soft spring air on your skin and after being indoors for months mm -hmm. that's a a very pleasant change of pace yeah well why don't so we get into some oh. of the things yeah okay that's what i was yeah. going to suggest let's do that <laughs> All right. Well, we were brainstorming a little bit before and came up with a huge list of stuff to get into, and I'm sure that we'll miss some of the things. Sure we will. But the first thing that really pops into my mind is the spring cleaning. I know you might think of this as more of like a grown-up sort of thing, but I think that, at least for us, having the kids fully involved with all of the household activities is really important. Because they're part of our society too, right? And mm -hmm. if you want them to be able to do their laundry when they're 20, well, then they need to start doing their laundry earlier on. They need to be part of that process, not have it be this huge ordeal when suddenly they're on their own and oh goodness, right? Like, no, they just, you know, they're part of the household. They're, they're involved in that. And, and so same thing with any other activity we're doing. And mm -hmm. so the spring cleaning, it, it, there's something about spring. I know it's cliche, but it, there's, I think we've recognized it for a long time that it's, you know, you're opening up the windows, you're letting that fresh air in. There's that new beginnings happening in the outside world. And so we kind of bring that into the inside world. And I, I think it's really important for the, you know, their agency, their self-agency in that and getting to choose, okay, well, you know, let's, get rid of these things they don't fit you anymore is there one or two that you want to save as a keepsake and if so where are you going to fit that <laughs> because mm -hmm. there's a limited amount of space right there right and just having them be part of that process and you know making it kind of a fun thing i think is is really powerful sure yeah when you've been closed up inside for months things pile up mm -hmm. just 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 a lot of junk you know you, you put something down and forget about it and then two months later it's still there well it's time to move that thing now with three things uh, on top of it you, well yeah <laughs> yeah and one thing you know kids really like doing adult stuff mm -hmm. they like being involved in things that feel real right so you know you'll have you know kids with like toy razors and you know stuff like that because they they want to pretend to be adults mm -hmm. and so you know hey why don't you help me clean out the garage is i mean it, you know to an adult that may sound like i don't want to clean out the garage but <laughs> to a kid it's like hey i get to clean out the garage yeah <laughs> so, i mean it oh, depends on how exciting. you sell it right yeah, and course. it depends on what else they're doing if you're saying, why don't you stop playing Minecraft right now and come do something else, you might not get the buy-in, right? Yeah. But you, yeah. you got to kind of think about how to do it and have it be an invitation. And I mean, it's such a tricky balance that, you know, every family figures out what works for them with their values and the particular people that are involved. But for me, I, I try and be very careful about not making it a requirement mm. right not making it this sort of well if they aren't you know if they don't want to come work with me in the greenhouse like 
that's okay. I wouldn't force my partner to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So why would I, you know, force my kid to do it? I don't want to get this obligation thing. And so there's a there's some trust in there, right? That kind of has to be built between the people involved. And but most of the time, I find that it ends up as you know, if I'm mindful about what space they're in, they often are pretty interested in coming and participating and doing their you know their share of it. That's not mm -hmm. to say that we don't have things that are their responsibility, right? They certainly have their chores and things like that. Uh, but when it's uh, inviting them to come do new things and learn new things and participate with, fully participate in the, like, the adult world of running the household, making sure that it isn't this gloomy pressure thing, I think is really important. Yeah. And I think, that, as you say, there are ways you can sell it. You know, if it's, if it's like, you know, in the morning at breakfast, the next three days are special days. They are spring cleaning days. We're gonna we're gonna you know get our whole place together here. It's really exciting. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna be working in the garage. Who'd like to help me? <laughs> yeah, and ooh, you get to pick out the music when we're in the garage, uh... right? You're working with me in the garage. You're the one who gets to pick the song, or you know that kind of thing. And again, it's just always going to depend on the particular person, because for some people that's exciting. And for others are like, I get to pick out the music. So what? It's like, that right. doesn't mean anything to me. Right. But, you know, right. yeah, but setting aside, it's that time. And it, th this is one thing that this kind of general parenting thing that we found, because I know that a lot of other parents really struggle with the ourselves included. I'm saying this is something that we as a society have is that struggle with the balance between screen and non-screen time mm -hmm. that we try and set an expectation of well during the morning time like that just isn't screen time nobody's doing screen and the hardest thing is just if parents aren't doing screen kids aren't doing screen it's just not that's not when you do screen screen is something that happens in the afternoons and sometimes into the evening but not at night right like you just set mm -hmm. up the expectation and just kind of have to stick to it and and be the the model for it and i always find that the hardest part it's easy for me to like tell them what to do be like you can't be on the screen it's a lot harder for me to put mine away but it's absolutely right. ineffective if i tell them not to do it while i'm sitting here doing it because sure. they're not stupid right they right. have humans humans have a fierce sense of fairness they do yeah so yeah and you know the 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 concept of injustice is something that we developed very early oh <laughs> uh, yeah you know yes if you're do doing it and i'm not allowed to do it there's something wrong yeah yep. so one thing that it, it occurs to me because we were going to talk in a moment about decorating the house mm -hmm. for for the season right and it occurs to me you can actually tie this to the spring cleaning piece where it's like we clean it first and then we decorate it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. to get to the fun crafty decoration part, we got to clean it first. And so it becomes, you know, a kind of a seamless project where the whole thing, you know, we're decorating, but of course to decorate, we've got to get this stuff out of the way first. Yeah. You, you got to have a clean wall to do that with, get rid of those yeah. handprints. We right. all have those handprints. <laughs> you know what handprints I'm talking about, right? Yeah, there's just so many of them everywhere. So I love that. Yeah. And again, just always making it into that kind of fun thing. Because the point of it is to is 
I think of it is to be joyous, right? That this is mm -hmm. this is life we get. You know, why is it that we want our houses to be clean? Well, so that it feels good to be in them, right? So that we're healthy, yeah. so that we enjoy being in them, so we can be productive. But why do we want to be productive? So that we can be happy, right? It all comes back to you know what's to just enjoying the life that we have, right? And you know, we we're taking care of our loved ones, but again, so that they can be happy because we love them. Really well said. Yeah, I, I think it's important to always, you know, root our root our actions, our you know, and our recommendations of actions in exactly that. You know, how is this making your life better, or how is this making the world better, or both? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, those 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 are the you know, to to my mind, those are the two edicts that we have being alive, you know, live a really full, joyous, amazing life and, you know, leave something better than it was when you got here. And I mean, that's a very fulfilling kind of life to have. And so, yeah, exactly so. Yeah. So there's the decorating, the spring decorating. I always think bringing some of what's happening in the outside world into the inside world. I was just sharing with Mark earlier, our daffodils have just started. So we're recording on the 15th. So where I live, our daffodils just bloomed. Hmm. And Mark, you were saying they were blue for you. It was January, right? End of January. Yeah. 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 But a couple cut daffodils, you know, in, in a little, we don't have any fancy vases. So it's mason jar, right? So we have it sitting in a mason jar <laughs> on the table and bringing in some of the things. We still have a lot of our feathers up and things like that and just bringing some of the stuff from outside in. And of course, my kids love bringing in rocks. We have piles of shiny rocks all over the place that the cat then sure. goes and knocks down because they're the perfect size for knocking down. So in the middle of the oh, night, you're yeah. you got a whole ecosystem going there. We do, yes. And then you step on them. And it just reminds you that you're alive when you step on rocks <laughs> brought in by children, knocked over by cats. And all of that, I think that, that gets at just to, re to remember also that that when it comes to kids, you just kind of got to go with the flow with them sometimes. And they're not going to be perfect at things. They're learning. This is them learning for the first time. And we've had years and years of practice at everything from, you know, mm -hmm. how to move our hands to regulating our emotions when we're disappointed. And, and they haven't yet. And this is them learning to do that. And so it can be tricky to let go of some of the expectations of how it's going to look and how well to get it done. And just, it, it's okay. It, it's really okay. As long as it functions, as long as, you know, mm -hmm. nobody's in danger and going to get hurt and it's healthy, right? You're not, it's not dirty to the extent that it's unhealthy or something like that. It's okay. Right. You know? Um, yeah. So, and I think that's good to remember with ourselves coming back to the, there being inner children in all of us, just to, to give ourselves that grace a little bit sometimes too. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's well said. I, I really agree with that. Yeah. So you can bring in flowers from the outside. You can bring in like boughs from a lilac bush that's blooming or cherry tree that's blooming. All of those things make for pretty nice sort of tabletop decorations. Mm -hmm. You can bring in bright, bright spring leaves. I mean, we tend to think of leaves as being more of an autumn thing 
but those bright green spring leaves, you can string them on a thread and hang them up or just use them sort of to carpet the horizontal surfaces in your, your house, whatever. Or a little clear bowl, like a little glass bowl, and put those in them, and, you know, uh -huh. very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So next, why don't we talk a little bit about crafts? So art, there's art and crafts, right? Right. And people are going to, there's a Venn diagram there. And where uh -huh. they overlap, people is going to depend on each person's preferences, right? For me, I think about art as something that doesn't necessarily have a purpose other than just the the process of making it and the enjoyment of looking at it, right? Whereas uh -huh. the craft has a has another purpose behind it, like a kind of the traditional kid craft is weaving the pot holder or something like that. So you have the process right. of making it, but then it's also an object that has a has a, a purpose afterwards, right? Uh huh. Uh -huh. um, so springtime, there's definitely lots of the sorts of, you know, making the bird feeder or that kind of outdoor sorts of things. What we look for is things that the kids can do that's important to the the household where they get to be part of what needs to happen and it has a real purpose to it. Because again, coming back to they're they're not they're smart, right? They know when we're just making something up to give them busy work, and they know when it's something that really matters, mm -hmm. and it's so important for their like their self-efficacy, right? To to know that they are contributing and they are able to contribute. So when we can come up with things, tasks for them to do that can be uniquely theirs that are kind of crafty sort of things. I think that's a really nice opportunity, right? Yeah. And that's just going to depend on what's happening in your, what your household is like, what, are you rural, urban, are you temperate, tropical, you know, all of those things are going to vary. Right. Although that said, bird feeders are a pretty good choice because there are birds pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Of one kind or another. And if you put out food for them, they will eat it. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 will show up and they will eat it. We have a very active couple of bird feeders here at our place, one for hummingbirds and one for passerine birds. And mm -hmm. yeah, they they sure go through that bird seed. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's one of the the jobs which is my kids, they go out and they they take out the bird seed. And they clean the water dishes as well, because we were in a very dry environment. So having water out is almost more important for our wildlife than the bird, the mm -hmm. seed, right? It's easier to find food than it is to find water. But we want to make sure that that's clean so that we're not spreading diseases, right? So they go right. out and they swap out, depending on the dish. We have a couple that they bring the dish in and we just swap it out every day, right? So it gets washed every day with the dishes mm -hmm. and then it goes back out. And, and so that's one that that they know if they don't do then the birds don't get their food the then the chipmunks don't get their food and the squirrels don't mm -hmm. now i could imagine for a kid who struggles with anxiety that might not be the a good fit for them mm -hmm. right where if they that might be anxiety inducing but depending on the personality you know for mine that that's something that 
is an empowering experience for them. Mm-hmm. And just as as they're grown ups, we just need to be kind of tuned in to how is this how is this likely to be received with the particular person that we're shepherding and and helping, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's lovely for them to be like, oh, I haven't fed the birds yet. The poor things, they're going to be so hungry, <laughs> right? And it's like all the eight in the morning. It's like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you can go do it. They'll, yeah, they'll they, appreciate they, it. They're not <laughs> quite that fragile. But yes, yeah. you, you but remembered yeah. and it's your job and that's great. And so, and I think I shared my favorite one. This is not a spring activity, but just for a suggestion of types of activities that we did this year that worked out so lovely is our, our house is re- heat with passive solar and a wood stove and so we have to light a fire in the cold months of the year and so in the fall the the kids gathered lots of little sticks and made the little kindle bundles and that was their job and so when every time we lit a fire we were lighting it with the bundles that the kids made right so that kind Mm -hmm. of activity and that was just so lovely because every day it was something they they're a little bit too young to actually be starting the fire on their own right we're really big on them doing doing lots of stuff in the household but they're still my my oldest is only six and a half so i think you know wait a few years till she's lighting fires but she still got to be part of that really important thing and the littlest he got to be part of that as well and get to feel like wow i contributed i'm part of the family i'm important and you know, I, I plan to be there as long as I can for them, right? I I want to make it to the triple digits if I can, but there will be a time when I'm not there to help them and they have to do it on their own, right? And so I right. want them to be as, as prepared for that as possible in a way that is as smooth, right, as, as can, can be, right? Mm-hmm. Because people will figure out how to do it. Humans will figure out how to survive. But if it can be as painless a process as possible, I think that's nice. I think so um, too. Yeah. Then they can spend that effort on on something else. So. Mm-hmm. so, yeah. So do you want to talk about other kinds of craft activities? I mean, the the, mm-hmm. the classic for this time of year is dyeing eggs. Absolutely. It's a little late in the year this year for doing that, but it's still really cool. Especially if you use especially if you use natural dyes. And there are techniques you can use to put like leaf prints on the sides of the eggs and stuff, really make them beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it just then then you have hard boiled eggs you're going to eat and just a little more color to your breakfast. Yeah. And you can also, if you're using natural dyes, you can boil your eggs, peel them, then dye them. And then you actually, when you eat your eggs, you have colorful eggs. Uh, And that usually goes over pretty well with the kids. I bet. Right. It it won't go all the way through, but you get that top, you know, a few millimeters or so. So you get like the little ring. And if you slice the eggs in the little like discs, that's really nice. Okay. Oh, and doing deviled eggs and dyeing it different colors, that's really fun, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, deviled eggs with blue blue yolk mixture. Yes. Well, and if you if you dye the the outside of it a little bit, too. And this, is, this might be just a little kid thing, but a lot of kids that I've known really like when you 
when you play when you present the food in a more fun way right mm -hmm. what we make we'll make little like scrambled eggs and i have cookie cutters and so i'll fry them in the pan in the cookie cutters so it's the shape of a t-rex when they eat their eggs right so much more fun now you have t-rex eggs right so and you could definitely do and that they, with this sort of spring themed things right all your they can, bird nests, they can tell yeah. their friends that they had dinosaur eggs for breakfast well they did my my kids are very fond of telling me that chickens are dinosaurs oh so, okay there you go yeah <laughs> they sure act like dinosaurs yeah well why don't we talk also about the outside stuff because since spring okay. you know this is when we can get back outside and there's all kinds of fun games there's all the you know the classic childhood games your hide capture and the seek flag hide things. yeah hide and seek you know setting up little like scavenger hunts um oh as long as we're talking kids one of the traditions that we have started doing now that that we're in the losing teeth time period is we don't do any of the like tooth fairy or santa claus or any of that because i'm uncomfortable with lying about it right and i know some yeah. people it's just something that is not comfortable for me so instead of having a tooth fairy come and give the kids money we do a scavenger hunt every time they lose a tooth and then there's something like a little prize at the end yeah nice nice so there's still a ceremonial recognition of this thing that's happened mm -hmm. and a fun activity and a little reward yeah, yeah. And for the my oldest when they lost their first tooth they'd been asking for a watch for a while because i wear a watch and i had been reluctant to give them a watch because they're pretty rough with their hands and breaking mm. things and all of that but when they lost their tooth i got a watch for them and that was their prize but each of the steps on the scavenger hunt was going to places where they have done things that they've been growing up and maturing in the family so they went to the Ooh. greenhouse where they help water the plants and we went out to the wood pile where they help go get wood and out to the bird feeder where they feed the bird right and going from spot to spot with a little note about like how you've been contributing and growing up and then at the end they got to get their watch they were mature enough and that they had show they were mature and old enough to get their watch when they lost their first tooth and all of that well that's lovely so so i think that there with families it's there's so much possibility and it's just it's coming up with ideas like that it's just you get to play right play yeah. with these ideas of what what is it and, and bringing in some of the silliness to it or the fun you know i tried to write as teeny teeny tiny as i could with that right because we were pretending mm -hmm. we were playing with the tooth fairy thing she's very insistent though that that stuff doesn't exist she's like you know we don't believe in gods there's important stories but we don't believe in them and the tooth fairy <laughs> kind of like a god but not really because I don't have any books about her. And I'm like, okay, well, we could get you a book about her. So, but coming back to the the outside stuff, I think that getting outside, playing outside, and something that we don't, it's amazing how much we don't have of this in our modern lives, 
but just having free unstructured time is just so critical mm-hmm. so important for littles and really important for adults too just to be able to be out and just do whatever your curiosity leads you to or notice that butterfly that's going there or you know enjoy taking that stick and seeing how many times you can break it in half whatever it is that uh, coming up with your adventure games your make-believe stories about how you can transform into a giant snake or whatever it is it's just so so important for kids and the spring just feels like perfect for that because we you can do all you can do that stuff inside but there's something very different about being outside out of the physical structure right out of these boxes that we live in these literal boxes right if you're inside i'm guessing that there are a few of you might be listening to this on a walk right now but the vast majority of of people listening i bet you're inside a box right now you're inside a metal box which is your car you're inside a a wooden frame box, which is your house, or maybe it's concrete or steel. But we spend a lot of time in these really defined structures that right. just feel very, very different than being outside with messy lines and flowing forms that are moving because there's a little bit of wind going through them and the clouds. And there's just so much more. I don't even know the words, but you know, it's, it's outside is messy, right? Yeah, there's so much more to experience out there, obviously. It's dynamic, yeah. It's it's always moving and changing. The sky is always changing. And it's full of those shaggy fractal shapes, right? The mm-hmm. repeating patterns that make up the shape of a, of a coniferous tree or a particular kind of shrub or whatever it is. And having those kinds of patterns for some reason is very reassuring to people. It's Mm -hmm. good for our mental health to see those kinds of things. And we find them very beautiful, which is, it's good for us. The experience of beauty is good for us. So while you're outside, you might want to have something to drink. So I have a recipe for raspberry lemonade. Mm. And so let me give you this. It's pretty, should be pretty simple. You can jot it down. You know, you can stop the podcast, jot things down and then continue. It is tasty and refreshing childlike beverage for spring. So what I'm, what I'm about to to tell you about serves 12. So you need need three quarters of a cup and I'm not going to give the metric conversions. I've got them, but I'm I'm not going to give them. Three quarters of a cup of fresh or thawed frozen raspberries, nine cups of water, two cups of freshly squeezed lemon juice, which is about 12 lemons, Mm -hmm. and then two cups of very fine or powdered sugar, which is less than was in the original recipe that I adapted this from, because I like my my lemonade kind of tart. I don't like it super sweet. Mm -hmm. So... You puree the raspberries in a blender and strain them through a sieve to take the seeds out into a pitcher. And then you add everything else and whisk it together until the sugar dissolves and pour over ice and serve. Mm. It's very simple, but it's delicious. Really, really good. 
And if you need an adult version of this, it goes well with vodka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with the sugar, you could probably put less in, taste it, and then just keep adding to taste. Yes. Right? That's a, that's a good idea because people have different amounts of tolerance for sugar, different amounts of, of taste for sugar. Yeah. So. But it seems like it's such a simple, easy recipe that you can just add in as you need. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yep. And it's it's a delicious, tasty beverage to have on one of those warm spring days. Yep. When the kids have been running around and running around and running around and running around and they're finally starting to flag, it might be <laughs> time to plunk them down and have something with some electrolytes in it and, you know, get some water into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then before we know it, It'll be the hot time of year, right? Yep. Yep. So. Indeed. It's not far off for sure. Mm. <laughs> well, is there anything else, Mark, that we should touch on in our you know, spring not that pagan kitty activities? Other than just to encourage everybody to go out and play, you know, go out and you know, kick a ball around or, you know, do whatever it is that you like to do outside that's fun. It's, uh, this is a great time of year in the Northern Hemisphere to be out under the sky and just really enjoying the great outdoors. So really encourage you to do that in whatever manner works best for you. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Lovely to to have you with us as always. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. And just a quick reminder, the conference that we're doing in June, ticket sales are still, registration is still open and will be until a few days before the conference. Uh, we'll, We'll put the link to how you get the information and register and all that kind of stuff in the show notes. Right. And I will be doing a kids activity. So there will be an activity for kiddos if they want to come and join us for this, for that. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks everybody.